Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today, I'm sitting down with Matt McLean. How you doing, Matt? I'm good, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Appreciate no problem, it. buddy. Yeah, thank you for fitting me into your schedule. I know it can be tough and everything like that. So we're actually recording on a Thursday, which, oddly enough, is my Sunday. So it works out pretty well. I was out doing a few oh, yeah. things and uh, happy to be joining you. What days do you have off? I have off Wednesdays and Thursdays. Wednesdays and Thursdays? Yeah, so a little, okay. little backwards, but... <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. And you work at... WMBD. Correct. Correct. So WMBD is the CBS affiliate here in Peoria. We are also a sister station. So we have two stations in one building. We're also WYZZ. So we're Fox. So CBS and Fox here in uh, central Illinois. Okay. And you do all sports, everything, right? Yep. That's right. Weekend sports anchor, reporter during the week. So I'm on TV from Friday to Sundays anchoring. And Mondays and Tuesdays, I go out and report and do stories. Okay. Who are you reporting on this week? Well, high school football starts tomorrow's week one of high school football. So, oh, we got 18 games here in Central Illinois that we're going to try to get out to. Plus, we have a couple stations that help us out. So, we'll have anywhere between 20 and 22 high school football games on the news tomorrow night. Do you? Go, I mean, how many do you go to during the week? I go to either three or four. You know, like do you really every Friday night? Yeah. So we got like six people that work with us in our kind of sports photographer department, and we each try to go to three or four. Just get to as many as we can and hopefully get good highlights because we're there for like 10 to 15 minutes each game. Just kind of okay, so you bounce to get around. lucky. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. And do you do like, um, like what you report on, like Rivermen? Oh, yeah. And uh, the Chiefs and everything like that? Yeah. So basically, the way we look at Central Illinois sports is most of the time the people are going to turn into our station because they want to know what's going on locally, right? Mm hmm. So if we lead off our sportscast with the Cubs and Cardinals, most people, when they see our news, they're going to know that the Cubs won, the Cardinals lost. You know, like they're going to already know that because they can get updates to their phone. So we like to try to cover everything that's local. So, yeah, Riverman is huge for us. The Chiefs are huge for us because those are outlets here in the area that people might care about. But it's not like they have that streamed directly to their phone or they can watch the games on TV. Yep. That's why we hit high school sports and college sports so big too as well because we're like the number one media outlet for them because that's where nobody else reports on that. You know, like you can get Bradley or Illinois State news, surely from, you know, your cell phone or on the TV every once in a while. But all the high school stuff, that's what we try to hammer down. Oh, yeah. It's hard to find any stats or anything on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now, um, I wanted to ask you, what is it? What was the learning curve of uh, getting in front of a camera and speaking like that? For me, it was very slim. Like, I don't know. I think I I just have the right type of personality. Mm -hmm. I've always been able to just speak and not like I was a good I'm a good public speaker, like speech classes in high school. I was always comfortable with. Mm hmm. And getting in front of a camera is kind of comforting because the way that we do it is we have a teleprompter, obviously. Yeah. So we 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 uh, me and Kurt Pegler is my sports director at yeah. WMBD. So me and Kurt we we go out and shoot all of our stuff. We go and edit all of our stuff. We write all of our stuff. So like by the time we go out there and do our sports cast, it's like the third or fourth time. Yeah. We're going through it. We know all the stuff. So getting in front of a camera so much isn't. You know, it's not, it's very comforting because you already know everything that's going on. You just have to make sure you did all the research, yeah. everything like that. So yeah. it's just review by that point. You're just right. putting it out there. Exactly. 
I got you. That's awesome. I mean, I remember the first time I saw you up there. It was pretty <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. Back from playing poker, I even got out the poker table to show you a little I bit. I like. Maybe we can play a few hands. I know, right? <laughs> I'm excited. I want to get everybody back together again. And we do should it. do it for sure. Yeah. And I wanted to... Seems like everybody who meets you, um, I wanted to get into your personality a little bit and talk to you about that just because I was curious. And I feel like, like you said, you've got a the right personality for being on TV and everything. And it seems like everybody who meets you, it doesn't really know, it doesn't really matter their background. They seem to like you. And it's the same with Jamie, your wife now too. Um, everybody seems to like her. But one thing I noticed about you, even with poker and just being around you is you're nice to everybody and everybody's nice to you, but there's a certain amount of respect they have for you because I've noticed when you see something that you don't like or that you disagree with, you have no problem saying it right away and telling them in a respectful way. And I wanted to ask, did you work on that? Was that something in your personality that you worked on? Is that something you've always had? I think it was just kind of growing up, my parents being like, hey, and you, know, you know, the eight, the, the eight old, age old adage, that's a tongue twister, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> like just do unto others as you would want others to do to you. Yeah. And I think, I think this in our society today, it's just, there's a lot of looking down upon people and bullying that goes unnoticed. And we just, we think it's standard now. Yeah. I think it's just important to to stand up for what you believe in. I kind of have always been that way. I th- yeah, you said it. I, I appreciate those kind words, but it's it's not even like something that I think it's just second nature. It's okay. like people should just be treated with respect, and that's that's to give you a reason to not respect them. You know? Yeah, absolutely. As as you mentioned, if you guys don't know, Mariah and I have been playing. We've been rounders for like ten years now. <laughs> we we started playing poker back at like when the internet boom was going on and stuff. We'd be hanging out in like his bedroom and stuff. His mom be like, "Hey, Ryan, it's time for dinner." Like, mom. Go away. We're try- we got like we're like a thirty dollar hand here or something, you know. But like, no, you play. We've been playing poker for years, and it's just you bring up the poker table, and it's kind of like the perfect, like it's the perfect situation to look at if you want to see how you should treat people. Because sure, there's a certain amount of deception when it comes to poker, and you're trying to beat your opponents. But when you sit down at a poker table, like the number one thing that I want to do is have fun. Yes, like. Sure, I'd like to win some money. Sure, I'd like to make a sick bluff on somebody. But, like, you're sitting down. You're going to have a few beers. You're going to, you know, shoot the shit with the guys. Yeah. You're going to make some jokes. But, like, you don't want anybody to feel bad, like, if, if they lose some money. Or you don't want somebody to feel like they're going to be sitting there and getting talked down to mm-hmm. upon. You just want to have fun. And I think that's the perfect example of, like, how life should be. So that's kind of you, – you brought up the poker, and yeah. I think that's, like, a really good – way of looking at it i haven't really thought about it that way but you it's actually really true and you can see people's personalities come out in the way they play it's oh, really yeah. amazing definitely yeah if someone's more conservative in life they don't bluff i they, think that is actually pretty true yeah i mean and then you see someone who is outgoing who has no problem We're not name names we got a lot of those <laughs> <Yeah>. guys <laughs> no problem just risking everything yeah and those guys are bluffing they're making huge bets i had never thought about it that way but it's actually really true huh there you go yeah that's amazing <laughs> no and you can 
and that's where I kind of picked out these points about your personality that I really liked was during poker. Mm-hmm. And and I only ask these questions is because I'm curious myself, and I know just like everybody, there's probably things you wish you could change. I'm a little bit probably too agreeable. I've picked that up through the years. You think so? Uh, yeah. yeah. Sales and everything like that. You kind of go along with things too much, and that's why I asked you, is it something you worked on? Mm-hmm. It's because it's something that, something that I feel I need to work on, and I see it online and everything with people who are too disagreeable. Right. Who just attack everything everyone does, and it gets, it gets fucking exhausting. I think there's a happy medium to be to try to find because like yeah you can disagree with everything or you can agree with everything. I think the most important thing is to just be who you are yeah. and, and embrace it. Like if you think if you think you're too agreeable, maybe you're right. Maybe it's from your sales background and like mm-hmm. not to say it in a bad way, but like you're a yes man when you're a salesman, right? Yes. You're, you're just yeah. trying to you're making your sale whatever your customer wants. The customer's right. Yeah. You said you. You don't want to lie to them, but sure, you're going to do whatever you can to get them to agree with you to the point where they're going to buy from you, right? Yes. So in that respect, you're very skilled because you have the gift of gab. You're able to not really manipulate people, but it's a certain it's a certain skill that yeah. a lot of people can't get to. But then you go to saying a lot of people will say, you know, I disagree with this. I disagree with that. As long as you're yourself, I think that's the most effective thing. It really is, and it took me a while to figure it out, but I think people are a lot smarter, and you give them credit for it, and they can pick up on the salesman cues or just in daily life. Right. Just someone who you can talk to for five minutes and be like, that guy was not the person I was just talking to when he leaves this conversation, he's someone completely different. Right. And in sales or I feel like any job you can pick it up and, and you can really appreciate someone when you leave a conversation and be like, that guy was very real. Mm -hmm. He was just a real genuine person. And I could tell, I could get a sense for him just in a conversation. And I can get that from just classes and stuff when I'm in school. I remember there was a kid in, uh, I'm actually going to probably have him on uh, tomorrow, Mm -hmm. Phil. And uh, I think we had like a 30 second conversation. And I was like, I think I could get to know this guy. Right. This guy seems like, (laughs) I think I like him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And a few weeks later, hanging out, being friends and everything like that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's strange. I don't know where, I don't know where that comes from. It's organic. Yes. Like it's, it's, you're right. It's a scent. It's a feeling that you get just like you have a good feeling about somebody. They say the first impression is very important and you had a 30 second conversation with this guy and now you're friends. Yeah. So organically, that's, that's a big word that I, I like to use. You know, as long as something feels organic and it feels right, then it's probably right. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely correct. I know. I don't. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, absolutely. Can we add, we have an open forum. This is open. My, this is whatever. Yeah, my job is is a reporter, so I always ask questions, and then I feel yes. uncomfortable asking people questions if they're asking me. So I wanted to say, <laughs> yeah. hey, can I do this? What do you feel like? Because you've been working for a while, and, and you're in school, and you've gone through mm-hmm. a lot. What do you feel like is the number one thing you've learned from your experiences working, from your experiences in college that like helps you every day 
That's a good question. Uh, what helps me every day? Did I have to say something changed about two years ago? It was when I started school. And I, I feel like there's a lot of problems with the education system, but I feel like there's a lot of great things too. And your curiosity to keep learning. I think it is, it's a necessity now. Mm -hmm. And I finally, it's like it picked up traction in me. And why did you decide to go back to school? I don't know. Yeah. Was it an organic feeling? Yes. It's just like it came out of me. If one day I was just like, this is something I have to do. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what I have to sacrifice. I have to do this. Right. And I gave up a very good paying job to do it. But Mm -hmm. it was, it was, I don't know. You know, when you have something inside you and you know, you have to do it and it doesn't matter what it takes, you're Mm going to get it done no matter how long. We'll take the director's cut of the podcast because 30 minutes ago we were talking. When I got here, Ryan and I were talking a little bit, and he said, I said to him, why did you start this podcast? And he said, it just felt like something you have to do. And honestly, like, it's not even you. I I, I do. I, I give you a ton of credit. But anybody who is able to go out, like if you're listening to this and you're just like, I feel like I have to do something in my life, do it. Yes. Because you're never going to get a chance to do that again maybe like take the opportunity the worst thing that can happen is you fail but you tried yeah you feel like and then you'll still feel a sense of like you'll still feel a sense of success because you actually tried it you wanted to go out and do it you did it maybe it didn't work the best for you but at least you know that you gave it your best shot oh yeah absolutely and if you do fail it's like who cares that can be the best thing that happens to anybody is failing at anything. I've failed at everything. Michael Jordan said that, you know, how many game-winning shots did Michael Jordan miss in his career? He said he missed like 80 game-winning shots in his career, but everybody remembers the 35 that he made. Yeah. And that's a bad shooting percentage. <laughs> if you're shooting th- 30, 35 of 115, you know, like, well, this is the greatest player of all time, but he missed all these shots, but we think he's the greatest player of all time. Yep. So, shoot your shot, kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. I, I don't know. I... It's failure is terrifying. I mean, you're, I don't know if it's the vulnerability that takes over when you fail mm-hmm. or I don't know what it is, but once you've done it, failed so many times, you figure out a way how to get that, how to build yourself back up. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a skill. It's a muscle that you have to keep working. I mean, I agree when, I first got into this industry of, you know, sports reporting, sports broadcasting. I was working. I worked at a station here in central Illinois, the other station that I currently don't work at. (laughs) So I worked at 25 and like I worked there for two years. I did everything that I could to try to get a job on air there. And just, you know, the people there didn't think I had what it took. So, you know, I felt very rejected. I applied for other jobs, didn't work, didn't work. And all of a sudden, an opening came at WMBD, and I was like, "Well, I'm, I've already been shot down enough. Yeah. Why would I even apply for this?" But the most important thing that I tell anybody that comes to me for advice is networking is so important. Mm-hmm. The the people you know, the connections you make, and I think that correlates to what you were talking about earlier. It's just like you see that you you were making an observation about me, and like I'm nice to people, mm-hmm. and just. 
just be cordial to people, say hi, smile. You never know what a smile is going to do to people. But being able to network throughout the years working in Central Illinois Sports, I knew people at WMBD. They gave me a chance. They brought me in for an interview. They saw how, what I could do on air, and they offered me a job. But I felt defeated at that point yeah. when they offered me the job. I was like, there's no way they're going to give it to me. Yeah. But that's where just like being positive and all of that. I think persistent persistence helps. Yeah. I I was just like, there's no way that this is going to work out. You know, I yeah. felt good about it, but it was just something in the back of the head. It's like, no, it's not going to work. But yeah, I don't, it's not expressed enough how much being nice to people and everyone you meet, unless it's time not to be nice, which there, right. those instances, <laughs> there are but, certainly yeah. instances where that happens. Yeah. But it really does. It opens up a ton of doors and you really have no idea who you're going to talk to or what insight they're going to give you. Mm-hmm. And if you're open to it, I don't, people open up to you. For it's, sure. It is really amazing. I mean, I just had a conversation with a guy today who was, I was walking into class and he was too, it was his first week of school and I could tell he was terrified. Yeah just terrified he was um going in to audition for the orchestra at bradley university Mm -hmm. and i mean i was in a rush to get to class but i was like you know what this kid's nervous i'm gonna take five minutes Uh, i'm gonna talk to him right and just see what comes out of it nicest kid you'll ever meet Mm -hmm. so nice and uh gave him some words of encouragement yeah and he went off (laughs) i mean it's you feel better after a after a conversation like that with someone, especially when it's genuine and it's, yeah. you know, it's something that you took the time to help somebody. It's like literally just paying it forward. Yeah. You would want, if you were in that situation, you would want somebody to come and say something to you probably. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's missing. It's missing a little bit from today too, but oh, for I, sure. it'll come back. I feel like everything's a wave. Well, how would you know, Ryan? I'm on my phone right now. I'm not. I'm not even paying attention to this conversation. You know, so like, wh- why? Wh- wait, you're over here doing something. Are you asking me questions? Am I on a podcast? What's going on? It's like nobody pays attention because no. they're on their phones or they're distracted by something, and yeah. it's like we're so disconnected from this world that reality doesn't even seem like a reality. No, and things aren't getting better for people. No, I had this conversation a few weeks ago. It's like something's missing mm-hmm. or something is leaving us because I don't, people aren't happier and a, happier is a weird word. Cause you're never always happy. Yeah. But I don't know if this disconnect from people is helping. It anyone. certainly isn't. Yeah. yeah, it certainly isn't. I mean, it helps, it helps people who feel like they can't communicate, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're, you can talk easier behind you know you can't it's not like a face-to-face interaction so you feel more comfortable perhaps yeah and it does wonders in terms of you know special education mm-hmm. or people who can't communicate you know like they're game changing those people can communicate and you know that's yeah. awesome for them but in terms of like social media is absolutely bonkers that's all our drops turned into it's like in sports media all we do is worry about social media and getting the news out first Instead of taking the time and doing proper reporting or anything like that, you know? And that's what I wanted to talk to you about that too and see how social media was affecting your job. How, I mean, how are ratings for TV for like you guys? It's, it's different because like you said, it's, um, 
you're reporting on high school teams Mm -hmm. and teams that a lot of people can't get information to. So they're going to tune into that. But it seems like everything's switching over to social media and you have to be the first one and people's attention spans. So limited. Are so (laughs) limited. Yeah. Scrolling through your Twitter timeline, literally it takes one flick and your story's gone. But I don't know. In terms of our ratings and stuff like that, they really don't move much because this market is so... Ooh, I better be careful what I say. This market is very conservative because there's a lot of older people, Mm -hmm. the older generation that still live here that get their newspaper every morning, that watch the news every night. And I really appreciate that, obviously, but it's not like we're in Chicago where you have 6 million people. Yeah, You know, we're in smaller communities here, people who cherish the things that they've done for years and they have their routines right so yeah. everybody gets the paper in the morning they and they watch tv at night right so our ratings are still good but the issue is that so many people have embraced social media that they'll get their news from us before the news is even on so like if something happens say I, this week was the start of soccer and volleyball season in high school sports as well so monday they had their first contest i went to two games tuesday night at about 8.30, when I got back to the station, got all my stories done, 8.30, I tweeted out videos of some the best goals of the night. You know, I don't know how many people that were planning to watch the news that night saw that. But let's say 100 people saw that that were planning on watching the news. I guarantee you at least 50 of them then didn't turn into the news because they already saw the highlights. Yeah. So I don't know what if that's taking away from our TV ratings, if that's helping... It's also it's helping boost my brand, the station's brand on mm-hmm. social media because you know we're getting information out there and people are like, "Oh, hey, they're doing stuff that I want to see, so maybe I'll follow them or whatever." But I think it might be taking away from the actual television product because we want people to see stuff for the first time on TV. Yeah. That's like why the newspaper industry is dying. Mm-hmm. Why would you read something at 8 a.m. Monday morning when it happened Sunday afternoon at noon? Yep. You're going to wait 20 hours to read about the story for the first time? Like, <laughs> I've, I could have found out about this, you know, yesterday. Yep. This is what my dad always tells me. He's always just harping on me that I don't read the paper. It's like, I can I can really find this stuff out without reading the paper, but... Or, you know, you can go to the newspaper's website and yeah. read it <laughs> 12 hours beforehand. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I don't know. It's... We'll see how everything goes. I mean, how everything's going to change. I don't, I, I don't foresee news changing on TV for a while. There's always a need for reporting and people to tell stories. Yeah, and I, I feel like good reporting, after what's going on right now in the media, I feel like good reporting is going to shoot through the roof. It's just this wave or roller coaster, this up and down. Because right now, reporters are getting hammered shit on yeah yeah and it's gonna take it's gonna take some time i i I don't know people are leaving the industry like i've been working at wmbd for 18 months and a director that works at our station sits two desks down from me and he has name tags of everybody that's left the station during his tenure and since I've been there, there's been at least 25 name tags to appear on that wall. So in 18 months, you know, we have our our actual station, if we look at the newsroom, we probably employ 
50 people mm-hmm. in terms of reporters, on-air talent, producers, associate producers, engineers, directors, that sort of thing. We probably have 50 people in the last 18 months. There's, pro- there's been 25 name tags on that list. It's like literally half of our newsroom has gone and been replaced. Seriously. Yeah. Well, that's, of course, that's people getting, moving up jobs or taking different jobs in the industry. But a lot of those people are just leaving because A, the hours stink, or B, the money's not there, or C, and probably the most importantly, like you said, the way the news culture is right now is very toxic. Yeah. No, absolutely. I hope it, it takes a different direction, though. I think eventually it will. I think it's just like anything else. It's just... With time. With time and change of political climate or something like that. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. it'll. That's all we need to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> it'll it'll pick back up. Because there are good reporters out there. And it's it sucks to see people leaving, especially mm-hmm. if it's your passion. Right. Exactly. Well, I have a passion for it, but I don't know how long I'll do it. Yeah. There's a lot of things that go into that, but... No, I wanted to talk about that too. Uh, you were pa- I know you've been passionate about sports your whole life. Did you know what was your major in? in sports college? communications sports at Bradley. So I went to ICC for two and a half years. I just did mass communications there. Okay, because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was like, hey, community college should be good. Save some money. Yeah, absolutely. It was great. And then I went to Bradley and did sports comp for two years. Okay. Did you know you wanted to get into? Like the broadcasting aspect of it, the reporting aspect. I did not. In high school, I took a journalism class with Mr. Felicia my senior year. It was it was just like the newspaper journalism class. And at that time, I didn't know him, but then he later became my mentor. His name's Adam Duvall. He wrote for the Journal Star for like eight years. He was their lead high school sports reporter. He came in and he was like, hey, so yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm here. I'm a guest speaker. None of us cared, right? We were all just trying to get through the day, but he said something that resonated with me for a long time. I think kind of woke me up, but he was just like, take what you're passionate about and take what you believe you're good at and put those together when you're trying to figure out what you want to do for a career. And you're always going to be happy. I was like, that makes sense. Because if you're doing something you like and you're good at it, why would you want to leave? So I sat there and I was like, well, I love sports. I'm passionate about sports and I like telling stories. I like talking. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's comforting, I guess. I like being able to tell stories. So at that point, I knew that I wanted to get into, you know, sports communications at some level, but I had no idea at if I wanted to write, if I wanted to be on radio, if I wanted to be on television, that type of thing. So then I basically just used college to try to get as many different experiences in different parts of sports media and just see what I felt most comfortable with, whether it be PR, you know, radio, television, print, all sorts of different stuff. And then whatever I felt most comfortable with was like, hey, that's what I think I want to try to do. Absolutely. So he was a big influence. Yeah, Adam Duvall. He's a good guy. Adam Duvall? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just uh, I just read something that makes a lot of sense. He said, pick a career where you no longer recognize time where it feels like it doesn't exist. And I think that's people call it the flow state yeah, or right. something like that. Yeah. Do you feel it when you're out looking at games and no, that because <laughs> I, I do agree with that sentiment, yeah. 
but in my job in this industry, everything is about time. Okay. It's deadline, 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 deadline. We have a six o'clock news. I have to be out there at six twenty for our sports to come out. I have a nine o'clock news. I have to be out at nine forty-five for for sports. We have a ten o'clock news. I have to be out there at ten twenty-two for sports. It's like I have to be here at this time. It's it's all time management. Yeah. There are certain situations like when you're covering a game or you're sitting there interviewing somebody and it's, it's an organic conversation and you feel I'm connected to the conversation. Your interviewee is connected to the conversation that, that, that little stasis yeah. happens where you don't recognize time. That certainly happens. Yes. Like yes or yesterday, no Tuesday. So we're recording on a Thursday, Tuesday, two days ago I was at, I told you I did a couple soccer games and I, in the buildup of a soccer game, the ball is at midfield. And I was like, they're going to score here. I just know it. Six passes later, the ball's in the back of the net. And I was like, why does this happen? But it's just like, you feel it. Yeah. And I think that has to do with that, the little time stasis that you were talking about. Okay. Yeah. I Is it stressful? It's not. Just because I've been doing it for a while. Okay. It just feels, it's an adrenaline rush every day is what it is. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's, it's a little crazy sometimes. You have to drive fast, but... <laughs> Trying, it's all time management. Like I said, if you can go five miles an hour quicker and get to a game thirty seconds in time, maybe mm-hmm. you'll get a goal that you wouldn't have got otherwise, or uh, something, or a, a run, or whatever, whatever sport it might be. Okay, is that probably your favorite part about the job? Is the adrenaline rush, or is there a favorite sport that you have that you love going to see? I love the adrenaline rush, and I'm very excited because football starts tomorrow. So I know covering football is a blast. My favorite sport is basketball, and it's not really a sport I don't like covering, but I enjoy them all. It's just I'm ready for high school football season, but it just stinks. And like I told you earlier, we'll see how long I'm in this this job and this field because the time sucks. Like, yeah. I work 2 to 11. Why, why, Jamie, my wife, works, you know, eight. she has a 8 to 4.30, right? So it's like we never see each other. She oh. works Monday through Friday. I work Friday through Tuesday. It's like we don't have time to ever really see each other. Yeah. So, so you, do you just make the – because you're off Wednesdays and Thursdays, you yeah. said, right? Do you just try and make those work with Jamie to so work? So Wednesday and Thursday nights, yeah, because you asked me if I could come on later tonight. We're recording in the afternoon. You asked me if I could come on the night. I was like, no, I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I have stuff. Jamie and I are going shopping tonight with my sister for her wedding, and like we're going to do some stuff together. So it's like my Wednesday and Thursday nights, like I, that's our time. Yeah. But it would be nice to, you know – not have it be like that so we'll see where life takes us oh yeah do you have anything you foresee in the future you would like to do or is this jamie would love to travel and pardon me i'm not saying that like i don't want to travel i would love to travel as well we both love to travel she would like to move somewhere and you know get different jobs and experience something different Mm -hmm. i would like that too but i want to start a family yeah all of our families here in central illinois so it's just stuff that we have to figure out and what we want to do but you know we just got married we've been together for a long time so like we both know what each other want it's just we just need to take the next step and figure out where it's going to be i gotcha yeah that's a tough decision traveling would be i mean it'd be really cool to do but it's ideal if you didn't have to pay for it right (laughs) just just travel the world i we would both just love to do that and if that could be financially you know, if you could be able to do that financially, it'd be awesome. 
Yeah. But it's difficult. Extremely difficult. It is so expensive to travel. You get you and Jamie have been together what nine years? Yeah, that's yep. incredible. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because I remember junior high, right? A uh, junior year of high school. Junior year of high school. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that crazy to think it's been nine years? <laughs> it yeah, doesn't. Junior high. Saying. Junior high does feel like it was nine years ago, but it was junior year of high school. Yeah. It was only like a three or four year difference there. Yeah, what am I, an idiot? No, Backtrack it's... just nine years. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not calling you out on, no. the, on the math. I'm just saying, like, that's what it feels like. It should be nine years ago, junior high, oh, not high I school. Know. Yeah, because we'll be coming up on well, twenty yeah. it's eight year reunion, I guess. Yeah. Right now, we haven't been to one of those. I don't think we did a five. Did we do a five? No, I didn't hear about it. If we did, maybe. What's the first big one? Is it supposed it's to be ten? It's a five. It's a five. <laughs> Well, we're Mortonites, so yeah. just remember that. Yeah, just walk five minutes and you'll see somebody you graduated That's with. That's actually true. Yeah. Are you guys still in Morton? We are. We live We live actually pretty close to you. We're right behind yeah. Family Video. Okay. Yep. So we're still I remember here. that, yeah. Sure, and I didn't know if you guys were still there. Yeah. Yeah, no, we got to get together and... Let's do it, man. Yeah. It's I'm... been a lot of t- it's been a lot of talk. <laughs> no action. We just got to take action. I know. The problem is making sure everybody's schedules are right. It's like... Nobody has Wednesdays and Thursday nights off. Like, that's what I have mm-hmm. off, you know? And then everybody has weekends off. Not me. That's when I'm doing my most work, most yeah. of my work. So it's just difficult. Oh. And that's another thing that's bad about this job. But yeah, I love my job, so I can't complain too much. No, there's something in every job that's not ideal. But right. if you love what you're doing, that's great. And that's what I like having people on who have interesting careers or love what they're doing or great storytellers, as you said earlier, right. Or, uh, just interesting people to talk to. And I knew I wanted to bring you on right when I started this, I was like, Matt seems like a, a great person to have on. And I, I think what you're doing is great. And yeah, I appreciate it, man. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing. I'm proud of you for going back and doing what you, what you want to do, whether it be school or this, like, yeah, just just keep it up and you're a very positive person and like we've already discussed you have no issue talking to anybody or something just just keep doing what you think is the right thing and you're gonna be good thanks buddy i appreciate it yeah um yeah you want to wrap this up here uh thanks for having me on i mean (laughs) it's it's been a fun time it's honestly just been good kind of catching up like i know we always have great conversations and it just feels it just feels good you know yeah so no, it is. It's that's another thing about starting this podcast that is, dude. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. You just start getting in contact with people that you know you should be, yeah, in contact with mm-hmm. if they're the people you want to hang out with, and having conversations with them, and just like you said, building that network and being with your friends. It's all about networking. Oh yeah, and the power of positivity. The power of positivity. There I you love go. It. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to take a second and, and thank everybody who's listening, too. I know I'm able to see how many people listen to this. And I told Drake, my first, the first person I had on here, I was like, I don't care if 10 people, if five people are listening. If someone enjoys this, I'm going to keep doing it. And, yeah, I appreciate everybody coming on. And if you have anybody listening as someone you want me to have on or you disagree with something I say, just i'm on facebook and instagram you can let me know it's all right be one of those people that disagrees with everything no i'm kidding (laughs) 
<laughs> no, they're out there, but yeah. I mean, sometimes they've got good insight, but a lot of times it's negative insight. That's what we say. We we appreciate any feedback conversation. Yeah. So please get back to Ryan. He's a good guy. He wants yeah, that. He funny. wants that. All right. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm going to debate anybody. I will defend my opinion, but if someone has a stronger one, I'm always changing my mind about stuff. I think you have to, unless it's one of your core values. But For sure. Yeah. It's good. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Matt. Again, I appreciate it very much. You got it. All right. <laughs>